uh, uh, what was that? A duet. Yeah, but Paula, we have played him before. I mean, have we never played Billie Jean? I think we have. Oh, good grief. So uh, if you're listening in, in on the, the po- ten years In the 10 years that we have been doing this show, <laughs> we have played Michael Jackson before. I'm sh- okay, pro- we probably have. If, if you're confused, you're listening on the podcast, uh, we start off every show with the song. Uh, we played Paul McCartney and uh, Michael Jackson. Say, say, say. A really weird combination. <laughs> like, I mean, I suppose in the eighties it made sense, but yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I can't remember. But what a nostalgic Paul, song. It, it pretty good song. Paul McCartney must have been trying to make some sort of like career redirection. No longer Beatle, standing on his own. I don't know. I can't remember. Well, I mean, do remember that he also did Ebony and Ivory with Stevie Wonder. He did do that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So maybe he was just woke before his time. And, <laughs> you know, Shep, I was thinking about Paul McCartney the other day. Like, he's the last, almost the last remaining. I mean, does Ringo count? Because we never hear from Ringo. He, like, I mean, but like, I think Paul McCartney's going to outlive so many people and he's going to be this last remaining. Like iconic, yes, legendary, like like the musician, the guardian of the music. Like he'll be the last one. He'll go live in a mountain, and he'll be the one that I hold yeah. all the music. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's what Paul McCartney's going to be doing. Speaking of Michael Jackson, we actually had a very funny discussion in the office yesterday um, because um, one of my colleagues was talking about how she was so excited to show her son ET on the Disney Channel, and he was not interested. At all. And I was like, my kid doesn't like E.T. either. And we, we, we started talking about how what, what was it that it was the most amazing thing for us in the 80s and our kids do not care at all. Like they just don't get it. Same thing. My, daughter, like, well, ha- I don't know. my daughter hates yeah. E.T. Hates it. Exactly. Exactly, right? And I'm like, okay, so let's, let's try and break this down. In the 80s, they really, I mean, they were great movies and they were lots of great kids' movies. But I think E.T. was just some like it was another level. It mm. really was something completely unique and different to anything we'd really had before. I mean, excluding Mac and me and... <laughs> and and a movie. Came, I don't know which one came first. No, and Mac and me and a movie, the movie I'm donating to you today for today's movie mm. recommendation. Yeah. So I'm very glad you brought up E.T. Okay. because there's a seamless oh. link between everything. Oh, awesome. But yes. yeah, but I also said, I remember going to see E.T. in this in, in, in the cinemas, in the movie house, and crying and yeah. being completely involved in it. And then remember, I spoke about that soundtrack album that I had on vinyl, and Michael, E.T., the whole soundtrack was Michael Jackson, and it was at a time mm. when Michael Jackson and I started saying was still – because I was going to say it was still, you know, cool and everything. Mm. And then one of my colleagues went black. And I was like, that too. And I was like, yes. But also when he was still, he was young and he mm. was cool. And it was, it was okay to love Michael Jackson back then. And th- that just isn't the case now. So, you know what the thing with E.T. was, why I think as kids, because up till then, aliens had always been scary. Like they were always, mm. you, you know, they, they, they were, they came, they abducted you, they stuck things in your bum, they took you to other country, uh, other planets. <laughs> um, uh, so I think aliens were always the bad guys and E.T. was the first time that he was good. An alien was good, you know, so maybe that's yeah, what it was. Because yeah. then subsequently kids have seen, and then now kids have also seen aliens, but they've seen cuter aliens. So where we thought E.T. was cute, 
why would we? He looked like a flashlight. Like, wh- so kids think, it, like, <laughs> so, so we, we wow. think. Um, folks, if you don't know what a flashlight is, don't Google it. Do not Google it. Do not. Safe mode. Go click that little, those little eyes. That's what little eyes for on Google Chrome. Safe mode, right? So we thought he was super cute, but then kids have subsequently seen, they go, oh no. And then after that, we had Cocoon. And then now if you put the whole flashlight and people having sex with glowing aliens thing together, like what are our brains even doing? (laughs) See what you did now, don't I see, see what I did, see what I did. And it all comes back to Michael Jackson and weird bedroom fetishes. So, um, Okay, not weird. That's full circle. Illegal. Oh, I, I can't believe I just said that. Wow, that's illegal. Well, listen, we're in it now. We're, it's too late to go back. It's too late to restart. So, Dory, we have an update. We have an update on a couple of months ago, Dory pulls out her, she's got encyclopedias for sale. And now when we talk encyclopedias, it basically ended at this encyclopedia didn't have World War II in it. <laughs> no, it did. Um, it did. I was wrong. They okay. actually, the, the edition that I had was published in 1946. There okay. were earlier editions. That that actual particular set, the first the first time it was published was in 1931 or something like that, which is crazy. But my particular set was published in 1946, so it did have World War II in it. Now take your mind back to the 1980s. Encyclopedias were like, you know what I mean encyclopedias were to the 80s mm. what mm. chat gpt is to now right like you need information like if you had encyclopedias you had knowledge so it was just the best thing yeah. to have encyclopedias evidently maybe not in the 1940s <laughs> maybe not <laughs> well i have an update yes i have managed to sell my set of encyclopedias fantastic and it was quite a funny thing because because I did this through Facebook Marketplace. So <clears throat> you don't know oh. who you're meeting. Yes. Like you don't know who it is, right? And it's like, so I arranged to meet him outside the building where the encyclopedias were. They were at my mom's flat. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I'll meet you outside the building. And then when I got there, there was a guy, like an oldish guy, sitting in a car outside the building. And I was like, oh, this must be him, like this oldish guy. I mean, of course, it's an oldish person who wants to buy these, right? Of course. So I go up to him and I go, are you William? Because that was his name. And he looks at me and he goes, no, I'm white. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not what I asked. <laughs> I'm so confused by your answer. <laughs> anyway, anyway, it turned out... It wasn't him. There was a guy parked behind him who I hadn't seen. A young guy, young guy in like a one of those bucky type truck things. And he was William and he was a young guy. And I was like, oh, that's so weird. And I was like, I, said, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't wait. I said, like, why are you buying these? I'm so curious. And he said, no, he likes to collect old books. And he actually had a set of this particular encyclopedias and he loved them and for some reason wow. he sold them years ago and he's regretted selling them and he was so excited to see that he could buy buy them again Amazing. and then of course i'm thinking damn i sold them for too little i could have got more money out of this guy that's what i'm saying <laughs> but but you know what you know what i'm glad they've gone to someone who's going to appreciate them exactly happy. exactly and, yeah. and 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 i mean you know if if nothing encyclopedias make great like uh, laptop stands when you're doing zoom meetings so you don't have the mic up your nose <laughs> 
So if nothing it, else, if nothing else <laughs> you'll look fantastic in a Zoom meeting. <laughs> I mean, it's a set of 10. You've got 10 doorstops right there. Perfect, perfect. So many cockroaches <laughs> yeah. to be smashed, but I'm glad they went to a good home. So that's Do fantastic. Do not smash cockroaches. Do Why? not. Why? Do not kill the insects. They were here before us and they're going to be here long after us. Cockroaches, Do not though. kill them. Cockroaches, though. I just leave the cockroaches. They eventually go outside. Yeah, but then, but they know they've been inside. They're like vampires. They can now come back in. So, oh, jeez. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've got cats. We don't really have cockroaches inside. I see them outside sometimes, but yeah. not much. Ugh. Cats, you know. Yeah, I know. Mm. They they keep they keep a lot away. That's uh, so okay. That's encyclopedia update. That's fantastic. There is a market <laughs> yes. for nostalgia. Hence the reason. Big news the past two weeks. Sony yeah. are re-releasing the Walkman. Have you seen this story? It's been all over the place. I haven't, but if they have that yellow Walkman that I had as a kid, it's probably going to be ridiculously expensive. Okay, so here's the story. And it probably won't look the same. So they're calling it okay. the two latest music players, right? So I think Sony Sony have always kind of been on trend with this, right? They were the first people to to launch a portable music player. Right, so with the Sony Walkman, yeah. go back to the 80s, Dory had the iconic yellow one. I mean, if you had the yellow one, mm. that was like having a Tesla now, right? It was just the coolest thing that you could have, right? So then they kind of lost the market because then the iPod came out and then the iPod kind of got killed by the iPhone. So there's no real such thing as the iPod. But so many people talk about having like a physical musical device, right? They go, I want something where I keep my music on that's just for music, that's not my phone. And mm -hmm. I can, like, I've got a couple yeah. of iPods, still like the iPod touches that I actually like because then I don't get distracted. When I want to listen to music, I'm listening to music. Mm. I, there's not, the phone's not going to ring. I'm not going to get a notification. It's just like, and my music is yeah. on there. Even though it's digital, it's still on there, right? It's not being streamed. And then that's yeah. like, you know, of course, because Apple have got Apple Music, they want to kill that. So um, they kind of like disbanded the iPod. So then Sony go, well, let's put out this thing that's a music player that's called the NWZX707 and the NWA306. That means nothing. It is the Walkman. Jeez. <laughs> and it's made just for music, right? Not for phone calls, not for cameras, not for taking photos, not for filming movies, not for TikToks, just for music. But, but it's not a cassette player. No, no. So it's nostalgia mixed <sighs> with modern text. If you look at it, Dory, okay, here's a couple I'm of things, right? It. It's got buttons. It's got physical buttons, which I actually like because that's a cool thing about, yeah. I mean, we forget about that. Like music players, like you need a button sometimes. We're so used to a touch screen, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a pain. Like you want to skip song and now you've got to open the screen. You've got to unlock. You can't just, so it's got physical buttons, which is great. Okay. Do you know mm -hmm. that the Sony sold 200 million cassette-based Walkmans? 200 million from the 80s to the 2010s. So over that like 30-year period. Um, and there's other. I mean, that doesn't sound like such. Is it? Is that such a huge number? So what they're in saying. The world. I know, but they're then saying all the devices they sold more than four hundred million. Okay, that probably sounds right. So I think they sold cassette based, and yeah. then or, or the actual one called Walkman, and then the other cassette based, mm. something like that. Okay, so anyway, it's got super long right. battery life, which you'd expect. All it does is play music. Um, it's one charge kind of gives you like three or four days full out use. Um, it's Android and it's got Wi-Fi supports, of course, what you'd expect. And the, then, of course, the music you stream. So you're now connected to YouTube or Spotify 
and you now stream your music. So it's kind of like doesn't allow you to keep your own music on it, right? It's got okay. headphone jacks, which is like no one has anymore. Everything's Bluetooth or you got to have an oh, adapter. Oh, for like actual wired headphones. For actual headphones. wired headphones, nice. right? And of course, they're nice. going to release a range of, walk, uh, of, of headphones to go with it. Price mm. though, Dory. The cheapest Yo, one, $430 with the top one, $820. That's- I'm trying to convert in my head. That it, is a lot of money. It's as much as an iPhone 14. <laughs> and just to play music. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at, I'm watching the video on mute. There's like a little video that's yes, showing it. Yes. It's very, it's actually very stylish. It's actually it's, very nice. It's very cool. I wouldn't, even if I had the money, I don't think I would ever use it. No, I, I like I really, really like the concept. Um, and there's a lot of little really cool things. I don't know in this video if it shows up the little stand that you can like prop it up. And there is a screen that, did, did I show you my, my, my phone cover that looks like a cassette? I don't know if I showed you that. Um, no. I'm holding it up, no. trying to like pointing at the screen. I, I, don't, I know you can't see, so I don't know why the fuck <laughs> I'm doing that. <laughs> but, but on this, obviously the whole front interface, despite it having buttons, is a touch screen, and you can actually put a screensaver or whatever that looks like a cassette. So it looks, when you take it out, it looks like a Walkman. Ah. But Dory, this whole okay. article, yep. the tech is wasted on yep. us because in the middle there's a little photo gallery with all old Sony Walkmans, and I've just been spending I mean, all my time looking at those. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they've got all of them here, all the old Walkmans. There's a CD. What do they call the CD one? A CD man? They've got your classic, the, the Walkman the disc Sports. Man. Disc man. Disc man. Did you have the one that had an FM receiver as well? Or do you just have the tape? No, it was just the tape. Just the tape. And then we, I did, well, my husband had a disc man that I used to use once in a while. Um, and that had the, the, the receiver for the radio. I mean, state of but, the 80s uh, technology. They had bass boost. I mean, the, the fact is that tapes are a pain and I would not want to have to deal with tapes again. I know. I really wouldn't like it is much easier to stream music of course so so there's this thing there's an adapter that i've been seeing advertised around it just keeps like popping up in like facebook ads and stuff of a usb mm -hmm. cassette tape adapter so you put the cassette tape in this little cassette player and then you plug that in as a usb and then you can play the cassette okay you need cassettes so who has cassettes yeah who has them i have some somewhere as i said some some i mean over the years, I've lost a lot of a lot of them, but I think I have managed to keep some somewhere Good in my you, house. Though. I'm Good. just looking through this gallery. I mean, I don't see my yellow one, which is a shame. Not, but yeah, there's some cool ones. I like this green one, Okinawa. Okay, sports walkman. Sports walkman. We'll <laughs> post this up on that eighty show SA Facebook page. Uh, so Dorian, I will not be buying for nostalgia or nothing. Oh, there is a yellow one. There it's is a yellow sports. one. That's not the same as mine. There is a yellow one. Yes, okay. that's that's the one with the same as the one I have. With the FM receiver and bass boost. I mean, if you mm. mega bass, if you mm. got that, like, don't, don't even talk to me. That's how cool I am. <laughs> <laughs> A great supplier of yes. our content on that 80s show is Magic Radio. Uh, it's an online 80s radio station out of the UK. Give it a listen. Of course, they need our support to uh, get listeners naturally. They put up a Facebook post this yes. week um, of nine albums with the question, you can only save three of these. I don't know from what. 
Okay, so let's imagine yeah, some. I mean, say for myself or yeah. say for humanity. So let's imagine that, right? There's a okay. apocalyptic event. You've been given the task of saying these nine albums. We've narrowed them down to these nine. Mm. Who knows why? These are the nine, but only three of these can go in, up in the spaceship with us to the ET fleshlight planet, right? So you can only take three <laughs> of these <laughs> to save right. culture. The albums are. Okay, Madonna, Madonna self-titled al album, Spandau Ballet, True, uh, Bonnie Tyler, um, Faster Than the Speed of Night, Alton John, Too Low for Zero, Wham, Fantastic, Labor of Love, UB40, Lionel Richie, Can't Slow Down, Cindy Lauper, self-titled, and then Pointer Sisters, Breakout. You can only save three, Wham's already on the spaceship. Wham, Fantastic on the spaceship. I mean, big surprise, right? That will save yeah. Wham. So at least Personally, two. I would prefer Make It Big, but if I'm, you know, if I don't have a choice, we'll, we'll, we will take Fantastic. Look, the, on Fantastic album cover, they're wearing leather jackets. So I suppose that's why it made it past the, the vetting process. Oh, right. Because now it's okay, a visual. It makes so much yeah. sense. So we, we got to understand what these people are about. There's Wham, leather jackets, right? We get it. Yeah. So let me just go through okay. some of the songs on these albums. Because oh, I'm sure you don't remember. Right. Yes. Okay. So okay. on Madonna's self-titled album, Lucky Star, Holiday, uh, Physical Attraction, Borderline. Not huge, as big, as, not hits as big as on Like a Virgin or Like mm. a Prayer, but okay, so that's what Madonna's mm. got. On Spandau Ballet, yeah. of course, there's True and there's Gold. Okay, so that, that's on those two. Bonnie Tyler, Bonnie Tyler's out, because yes, Total Eclipse of the Heart, but not much else there. So I think we take Bonnie Tyler out. What? There's no holding out for a hero? No, only Total Eclipse on, of the Heart is on this one. Huh, so that I think, does change things. Yeah, okay. Oh, so you're going mm. Bonnie Tyler. Alton John is not a big I one. Was, I was leaning towards Bonnie Tyler because of holding out for a hero. Yeah. But without that. No. Yep. Sorry. No. Mm. So on Alton John, too low for zero. He's, it's got I'm Still Standing, and that I guess that's why they call mm. it the blues. Oh, I had the cassette of that. It's a great album. Okay. So Dory's on really board is. with Alton yeah. John. Okay. No, 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 do, do not, oh. do not assume. Okay. Right. I'm just saying it's a great album. Um, I know you're going to kick out uh, UB40. Okay. <laughs> okay. Never even considered right. it. <laughs> so we're not even going to talk about it, even though Red Red Wine is on this one, um, but Dari is not yeah. interested. UB40 is <laughs> gone. I hate that song. <laughs> Lionel Richie, none, Hello's on this. Okay. And, and that's mm, fine. It's not his best album. Not his mm -hmm. best. And then mm -mm. Pointer Sisters also has got Neutron Dance and Jump. Okay. So. I mean, Jump's great. Jump is great. Okay. And Cindy Lauper, I'm assuming girls just want to have fun. She pop. So, I mean, Am that's I what. Okay. Money changes everything. Girls just want to have fun. She bop time after time. I mean. That's, that's one's in. I'm sorry. It's in. So that's Cindy Lauper. That, it's got to be. So, okay. So we're taking Wham. That's in. And yeah. Cindy Lauper, right now. So now for the other one, for me, it's between Spandau and Elton. Oh. And I'm leaning towards Elton because Spandau, I mean, those are great songs, but not their best songs. Was the most well-known songs. Versus yeah, Elton not my, John. Not my favorites. Okay. Dude, I'm still standing. Come on. Like yeah. Madonna, I totally don't care about. Um Bonnie, I was leaning towards. Look, Lionel Richie, if it had if it had running with a knight on it. Oh no, maybe, it it, it does have running with a knight on this one. Oh no, don't even say that. Yeah, it's got hello, running it with a knight, and stuck on you. 
Oh. Stuck on you the toilet paper song my dad used to call it. <laughs> dad, dad jokes. Dads are the best. <laughs> we, got, we got the best jokes. <laughs> he did have the best eighties music jokes ever. Um, uh, oh, jeez. Okay. You've got the final vote, Dory. I'm giving you the responsibility. That alien spaceship. We can only take three albums. We're taking Wham, Fantastic. We're taking Cindy Lauper. One more. Oh my goodness. Between Elton and Lionel? Oh my God. Okay. Deciding vote. <laughs> Elton John. Okay. I'm happy with that. Because <laughs> it's Elton John. It's Elton John. But that was tough. That was a tough decision. It is. A, I, I don't think it would be until you start actually going through the songs and mm. having a rational debate about it, Dory. I mean, who would? <laughs> Well, I'd forgotten about running with the night by Lionel Richie, but you know, I play that 80s hurdle game, mm. which is like Wordle, but for 80s songs. And it came up in the, in the last two weeks. And I was like, oh my God, I love this song. I'd forgotten about the song. And we must play the song on the show. Intent, intent. Uh, okay. Anyway, the point is, like, if it hadn't been for that, this wouldn't have been an easy decision for me. Because well, I'd forgotten it. Well, Dory, we still have space for one more song. Hopefully, hopefully, let's out. We still got time for one more song at this point, so Ooh, maybe if we, if we can play that, I'll be so happy. Oh, maybe it could be. Who knows? Who knows? Let's see. Let's see let's how. Let's move time on goes. then. Let's move on. <laughs> so, the next thing is like, listen, Dory. You said to me, look, I don't have a movie this week, and it's the first no, full. Tired. But it's the first full working week of the year. <laughs> I mean, we haven't had Ooh. in South Africa full working week since December, so it's fine. Since and November. <laughs> oh, sounds like, yes. yes, I mean, <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. So the started out as another investment opportunity. Last week we spoke about Songvest. We're going to buy shares in 80 mm. songs, only play that song so that we can screw the royalties, we get the money back. Right. So that's fun. that was one investment opportunity. Very mm. flawed. Spoke to people. Very, very flawed. <laughs> that's why I'm a podcaster and uh, not an yeah. investment banker. This started out as a second investment opportunity, but it actually turned out into the movie recommendation I'm learning to you for the week. Okay. <gasps> okay. Right. So even if you open up any of the links, I do not want you to say anything about the movie that they're talking about just yet. I need to tell you the story. Okay. So maybe don't open any of the links. Okay. Right. Okay. There is a YouTube channel called Red Letter Media. Right. So they have this gimmick where they review movies and then they destroy them if they don't like them, okay? You know, YouTubers. They just like, the, like physically destroy just destroy them. the physical copy. So they'll either watch it on DVD, VHS, Betamax. If they don't like the movie, they destroy it, right? Um, oh, wow, okay. You know, YouTubers, not as rational as podcasters. So... <laughs> Yeah, we're we're a very very sober habits podcasters. Mm, mm -hmm. So they've long spoken about this movie that I'm learning to you. I'm learning to the movie, which they call the worst movie they've ever seen. They said this is uncategorically the worst movie ever ever made. Right? Oh dear. So what okay. they did? So th they they often talk about this movie. It's a running gag. They're always talking about this movie, and it comes a thing that their viewers. When they find a copy of this movie, they send it to them, right? If they find it in the bargain basement, garage sale, boot sale, whatever, they send it to these guys. Yeah. So that these guys think, they get to a point where they think, we own every copy of this movie, right? They end right. up with over 100 copies. And this is where I'm going to discredit 
This is where we're going to go on a bit of an Eddie Shaw hunt. They've, they own over 100 copies of this movie and they go, okay, we're going to get the, here's what we're going to do. Because we own all the movies, we control the price, we control the market. They get the best quality one and have it now graded to the best quality it can get to, right? So they have it graded up to 4K quality. Mm -hmm. Then they destroy all the other copies, right? Because now they have- On video. On like, like they show you, the they show you destroying them. Because the yes. how do we know if they didn't no. show us, right? They put in a wood chipper. Okay. They put all of them in a wood chipper. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've seen the video. Okay. We'll put it up that 80 show SA Facebook page. They take all the copies, put in a wood chipper, it's gone. So okay. what do they have now? They've got the only copy and it's in the best condition. Well, the only copy in that, America, I assume, right? Right. And this is where we're going to go on an 80 show. I mean, show there hand. might be copies here. Ha ha. Sorry. So. Then they sell the, okay. the, so then they go on, because what inspired them is they go, the the highest price a VHS ever collected, June last year, Back to the Future, an original copy VHS still sealed $75,000, went on auction. I think we mentioned it on the show back then. So that was the wow. highest, that was the highest I, well, price. I don't remember that. Yeah. That was the highest price ever fetched for VHS, $75,000, Back to the Future, original packaging. So they go, we got to get more. Crazy. So this is where they start the scheme of going like, we're going to now inflate the price, inflate the market. So now they've got the only copy they put on mm -hmm. eBay to sell. Okay. They sell it for $80,600 because now it's the only copy in existence, no. right? Only physical copy. Okay, But the, but, they, but they claim this is the worst movie they've ever seen. The worst I movie. I don't know what movie this is. I'm, it's, I'm, I mean, I'm sitting in anticipation, but like, it, it's a terrible movie and yet it's sold for $80,000. Well, the copy probably not in its original packaging and not unwatched. So, in terms of grading, so they took it to grading people who grade things. It scores an eight and a half out of ten. So, in terms of how they've okay, been able to restore okay. it, the original, um, the original condition it came in, and how they've now been able to restore it. So, it's pretty good, right? Okay. So they get the eighty thousand dollars. They're going to donate to charity. They're not going to keep it for themselves. Charity all goes to a good cause, right? Oh, nice. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so now what movie is it you're wondering when i'm kind of I really am yes when i'm kind of watching this whole thing I'm like fuck that movie rings such a bell it rings am, such I, am i gonna know it am i gonna know the movie <sighs> dory you're weird you may you went to you studied film okay. so okay. what movie I'm is so this excited. so i look it up okay. and it's quite funny that you spoke about et Okay. It's it's a South African movie. It's a, <gasps> it's a South African movie. Okay. Okay. No. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Okay. No, I don't know. <laughs> you, I thought I had it, but okay, carry on. Okay. The story of the South African movie, it's very E.T. in construct. That was quite funny you mentioned E.T. It follows the story that there are um, two aliens crash on Earth and end up crashing in what could be the the Kalahari Desert, okay? They crash somewhere right. in Namibia, but it's all shot here, South African cast. It probably was shot in Namibia, to be honest. It was apartheid South Africa, so yeah. it probably was shot out there. Yes. So they crash, and two brothers find them and find okay. the one, right? So the one gets taken by a government agency, um, Texas Space Foundation in America. The other one managed to escape, and he meets his two brothers, and somehow... He can now communicate with these two brothers. But I mean, they're simple, like people live in the desert, right? 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and but they somehow can communicate, and then now it starts this whole shenanigans about how they're gonna go save the brother, right? So I can't even remember the shenanigans. I haven't watched it, but it's your movie recommendation, so you need to watch it anyway. <laughs> okay. So they. Where, where do I find it? What what movie is it? <laughs> they enlist the help of the rest of the tribe, and they use their very like basic ways to overcome this government agency. There's a nun involved at some point. It's an adventure out of this world. The movie is called Nuki. N u k i e. Nuki. Okay, I've never heard of it. Never heard of it. You may never have heard of it, but Dory, we definitely watched this. I'm telling you right now. We watched this movie as kids in the 80s because when I started watching the trailer, the character, the Nuki, his costume, because it's not CGI, it's a person in a costume, is very Zet-like in nature. <laughs> you remember Zet? Okay. From the kid show in the yes. 80s, that fairy little guy <laughs> spoke like that, right? Yes. So maybe, maybe a, he's, Zet is like the, the, the upgrade, updated version. There's a connection, right? There's a connection. Okay. Maybe Zet is oh, the well, okay. maybe Nuki is the shaved Zet because he looks like a lot like Zet. It looks a lot like the Zet costume turned inside out with the latex on the outside. That's definitely what it looks like. There's a fucking talking chimpanzee at some point. Like, <laughs> okay, we're gonna post up the link on that eighty show essay to watch the trailer because we've all we all okay. watched this movie in the eighties. I'm telling you. We all watch. It was called Nuki, and just by the fact that it was South African, is it? It's not on. Is it not on YouTube for us to watch? It's not on anywhere. It's not on anywhere. It has okay. been. It has been. This movie has been recognized numerous, numerous times as possibly the worst film ever made. Now, how do you say that? Like, I mean, it's the worst film. But wait, who I've is seen. in it? You said it's a South African. Cast. I'm gonna Who's name. I'm gonna it? name some people, and like you know a lot of South African okay. actors, and maybe you know this, yeah. right? Um. Anthony Morrison, Sipiwe Mlangeni, Sipo Mlangeni, those are the two brothers. Glynis Johns, I definitely know Glynis Johns was an actor back in the days. Ronald That's a very France, familiar name. Very da familiar. David Fox, yeah. uh, Fats Dibeko, mm. I know that name. Fats Dibeko, I know that name. Reed Evans, Lester Muller. I'm going se to send these names to you, Dari. Uh, even the director, directed okay. by C.S. Odendahl. I know that name. I know that name. Okay. Anyway, I think this movie, Nuki, somewhere in someone's cupboard, they have a copy of it in South Africa. And we can they could they could sell it on eBay for like so much money. We could blow this whole thing wide open. We could blow <laughs> this thing to pieces. <laughs> Damn. So that's Dory's movie recommendation, Nuki. Um <laughs> The South African ET ripoff. Thank you for donating it to me. <laughs> yes, the South African ET ripoff. Um, that is worth eighty thousand dollars. What's eighty thousand dollars? Wow, over a million rand. It is over a million rand. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm telling you, the the talking champion chimpanzee. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch this. I'll watch this video on this link. Yes. I've now opened the link, so I'm gonna watch it, and. Yeah. I'm going to see if it rings a bell. So we put it out there. We're going to post this up on that A-show, everything, the articles, the links, the YouTube video. Check it out as you want. If you have Nuki somewhere in your, I mean, Dory, your friend Dom definitely knows about Nuki. Our friend Dom. Our friend Dom definitely yeah. knows about Nuki. I'm telling you right now. 
Well, um, I'll check with him. Yeah, he I'll definitely knows. Him. And if he has Probably a Nuki story, he's on the show. We need to find out about it. So that's Dory's movie recommendation. Nuki. And then now into my movie recommendation. Okay. So there's lots of 80s remakes, 80s sequels. And what happens whenever one of them pops up, it makes me want to watch the 80s original, you know, straight away. I don't even want to watch a new one. In a moment that goes, I can't believe we've never spoken about this movie. We've never spoken about this movie. A Mel Brooks movie. Okay. Mel Brooks, king of comedy, king of satire. Right? He just, Mm. I mean, I loved his movies in the 80s. Blazing, okay, Blazing Saddles was in 80s. Spaceballs. But kind of the one sits in the 80s. And they're doing a remake. Not a remake, the sequel. The sequel that was teased in this movie 40 years ago. Mel Brooks, History of the World Part 1. Is my movie. Wow, okay. You you ever seen it? I have, but so long ago, I don't remember much. So long ago. Yes. So what it is, it's a comedy done by Mel Brooks and it's a series of skits really with a whole bunch of cameos, guest stars. And it covers the history of the world through the Stone Age, the Old Testament, the Roman Empire, the Spanish Inquisition and the French Revolution. Um, Mel Brooks plays a key character in all of them. It's kind of like nothing's really linked. There's not really a story. There's a whole bunch of little set stories and skits. Some are really funny. Some are really stupid. Some work, some don't. Some will get Mm, you, definitely mm. get you canceled. Some are quite funny. Oh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it just tells this kind of, and there's real characters, there's fictional characters. It's just a mix. And it's all these set pieces about funny things that have happened in our history through this period and seen in the eyes of the 1980s. Um. It makes fun of a lot of movies like Ben-Hur or The Last Testament or, you know, those kind of big, what they called sword and sandal epics, um, The Ten Commandments. Okay. You know, it, it just makes fun yeah, of yeah, those. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, but what was it? Um, Lawrence of Arabia. That's it. That's it. So it kind of like yes. pokes fun at all of those and done really well. They had a huge budget on this movie. It's like spent a fortune on it. Um, and, mm. and, and, and you can see it. So some of my favorite parts are um, in the Stone Age. <laughs> it's something you have to see. I'll post the link up. Um, they, got the, they got cavemen now trying to figure out how to start fire. So he's hitting two stones together. But it's now taking forever. So obviously it start getting darker. And another caveman, like I can't see, he comes with a lit torch to like give him light <laughs> to like help him. <laughs> like light the stones and like oh yeah thanks for that <laughs> like that's awesome that sounds so familiar that really sounds familiar what my favorite part yeah. though is and i suppose because yeah. i went to a catholic school and you weren't allowed to make fun of things like this so when you saw it being made fun of the lighter side of it you're like Ooh, oh like you don't quite know how to feel about it but when they're in the old testament and the funniest scene there there's two funny things of when moses comes down with the 15 commandments <gasps> And, and yes, the 15 come on, and then he drops the one, he goes, I present the 15, and then it drops, and he goes, 10, come on. I remember that. I remember right. That. And then there's the scene of the Last Supper, and the waiter at the Last Supper, who's now been told he's got to push the expiring malt wine on Jesus and the disciples. And in the middle of the whole thing, Leonardo da Vinci shows up to paint the picture of the Last Supper. 
Oh man, I'm I am so watching this again. It is oh I'd forgotten about it. Oh, and so did I. I. Was, when I think of Mel Brooks, I think of Spaceballs. I think of the producers, exactly. which is so great. Uh, I think, but I, I forget about this one somehow. I don't know why. I know, and I mean, the, the cast is of course Mel Brooks, Dom DeLuise, Madeline Kahn, who plays Empress Nympho. Mm. She's so funny. You remember the scene with the eunuchs at all? When they're trying to get, when she's picking out the eunuchs and they're trying to like see if they you know have they had their parts removed. Um, and Gregory Hines, <laughs> familiar. Gregory Hines is in that. Um, <gasps> B. Arthur oh, pops up God. at one point. Hugh Hefner's in it. Um, it is really, really funny. And at the end of it, they um, at the end of the film, they have a mock teaser trailer for History of the World Part 2 coming soon. And in it, mm. they have segments called Hitler on Ice and then something oh called <laughs> Jews in Space, which ends up becoming Spaceballs, um, which, which kind of sets right. the scene for Spaceballs. Uh, so but now, I mean, all that stuff that they would have wanted to do, there's, like just won't happen now. It's not way too cancelable. It's you know what it's it's satire and it's actually I, I don't know. There's some things that you go. It's funny though. So anyway, they're they're making mm. um, history of the world part two. Uh, it's coming out in March. Nick Kroll, Wanda Sykes, Seth Rogen, Kumal Nanjani, Sarah Silverman, Taiki Waititi, uh, oh, Josh Gad, Johnny uh, Knoxville. It's going to be amazing. D- Danny DeVito. Already some of the trailers that have come out look so good. Um, okay, so I'm going to do like a double feature of yes. this. I'm going to watch both. Yes. yes. Because there's definitely going to be throwbacks to number one. There's definitely going to be like sly little Easter eggs to number yeah. one. But that's my movie recommendation of the week, History of the World, part oh, one. What a goodie. I, I'm going to post up some of my favorite clips because there are lots of clips and there are a lot of mm. standalone scenes. Oh, my God. There is a character called the Piss Boy. And <laughs> the, the French Revolution, and his job is to hold the piss bucket while all the noblemen need yes. to be. Yes, do you remember that? Yes, <laughs> I remember that. I do. Oh my god, <laughs> so funny! And then they get him to kind of like stand in for the king, who they think is going to get assassinated, and they look exactly the same. Um, but it's at, what do they call him in French? Oh, it's so funny what they call him in French. But anyway, it's that kind of movie. If you don't like laughing, don't watch it. But um, I'm sure mm. you do. <laughs> And if you're sensitive. Yes. If you are sensitive, mm. stay, stay away. Um, so that, mm. I mean, Dory, I liked your movie recommendation. Wow, what a goodie. I like, I think it was a good story. <laughs> My movie that I've never heard of before today. Thank you. <laughs> Yours is epic. It really is epic. Very impressive. Very um, impressive. So that is Nuki and History of the World Part 1. Um, History of the World mm. Part 2. I see it says Hulu. So I assume in South Africa will come into Disney Plus. Um, Show Max. Show Max, yes. Oh, they show, mm. show Hulu stuff. Um, yes. Dory, you, you know what? Because I, I have Show Max. <laughs> good, good. All right. Yes. I got a. F- but then they must put History of the World Part 1 on there as well. They should do that. They should do that. History of the World, you can't watch on YouTube anywhere, but you can get all the clips. Like I was going through, so I, 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 I rented it. It was like 14, 14 Rand or something, so it was cool. Um, but if you actually go through YouTube, there's so many playlists that basically just give you the funniest scenes. Um, that that's that's all worth watching. Speaking cool. of Disney Plus, right? Yes, I saw the ad that that I didn't even know where they were making this, and it's a story we've been talking about, the Chippendale story, mm. right? So on Disney Plus, yes. they got a series called uh, is it called Welcome to Chippendales? Yes, it's called Welcome to Chippendales, yeah. right? I think I did mention it when I spoke about the podcast. 
um, that the that when I did go down the rabbit hole, um, that there was a series coming. So also HBO, isn't it? Co- correct. Yeah. So I think just as a recap, just yeah. give a recap of mm. Welcome to Your Fantasy, the podcast, and the Chippendale story. Oh my goodness! I mean. <laughs> How long have we got? Um, no, but I mean, basically, the story of how Chippendales came about is the craziest story, and it involves murder, which I had no idea until I started listening to this podcast late last year. I, I mean, for me, the Chippendales were this bunch of people who came to South Africa at one point in the eighties, <laughs> and and we were, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, men who take their their clothes off. Yeah, I wasn't that like intrigued. I knew nothing, absolutely nothing. And the podcast was fantastic. It it, gave, it told such an amazing story because it was the murder. It was all the, there was so much to it. There were so many stories about, I mean, like how it came to be that they started in calendars. There were problems with the mm. calendars. I mean, but also like it was, it was actually quite a sad story because in a way being a Chippendale ruined many of these people's lives. It was, well, it was not the fun and games that you would have thought. And, and, and for the Chippendales themselves, it was actually very exploitative. I mean, you, you get a bunch yeah. of greased up young guys who kind of just have sex at the drop of a hat. Yeah, that's cool. But they mm. ended up having drug addictions and the club just didn't care. Like once mm. you're not of use to us, you were no. cast out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, it's quite a crazy story. I mean, it's nuts. So, I mean, listen, welcome to your fantasy. That's the podcast <laughs> series. Um, really worth a listen, right? Uh, at the time you spoke yes. about a made for TV movie uh, that was kind of linked to it. Mm. Oh, it was bad. And it then was bad. I think you, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, so then I think you mentioned welcome to Chippendales, the TV show. So it is currently yes, running. It coming, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's currently running on Disney plus in South Africa. Um, mm. Good cast. Kamal Nanjani, um, he of mm. X, um, with the IT crowd, not the IT crowd, Silicon Valley, and uh, now of being buff fame. Have you seen that guy now? No. Oh, he's buff as shit because he he's in a mar- he well he was in a Marvel movie allegedly. Like he was so quick, but he definitely went on the Marvel workout plan. So he went from this like skinny nerdy type guy to like he's buff as shit. And now back in this, he plays the main character uh, Steve Banerjee. Um, and he's yes. supposed to be like straight laced and in, like in this review says straight laced and unable to bend at the hips. <laughs> so this, uh, I'm, I'm kind of watching it just out of fascination, right? Just out of interest because I kind of know mm. the story. Um, I gotta yeah. be honest. It's a little bit disappointing. Oh no. Yeah. It's the, and I suppose this is because maybe you and I are wired this way. The podcast is better. It, mm. it, it it's it's very like crib note ish of what happened, you know. Um, and you you're kind of watching something and you know kind of what. Oh, Juliet Lewis is in it as well. She plays the. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, I can't remember her character name, but she's the one that then hooks up with Denoya, who became who was the choreographer slash partner. And I mean, we won't spoil yeah. everything, but she was the one that kind we of won't spoil it. Took the merchandising and the promotion of Chippendales to another level. Um, so she's in it. So it's it's not like there's bad actors in it, but it, oh, so she I know exactly yes. who she is then in the story. Yeah, okay. yeah. There, there, I can't remember the name, but I know who she is. Yes. I know which character. There's yeah, a, yeah. There's there's another lady who comes on the scene, and she kind of like just got an eye for promotion, and she just kind of like takes them to the next level, and then it's mm. like your idea, my idea, you know that that whole thing, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm quite disappointed by this Disney Plus series. Mm. 
because I think the podcast was so good. <laughs> what yeah. what what this article makes a good point of saying, and and I think this is kind of with everything, right? Because now we've got all these streaming platforms, like every story gets made into a series, like a eight part series, and I think that's what kind yeah. of this movie suffers from. They say sometimes just make a movie, like sometimes a story, exactly. You know, just make a movie, like it's okay. Yeah, because they really draw them out. I mean, especially I found the Netflix documentaries, they, they're like, oh, six parts. It's like, wow, guys, could have been one and a half hours. Exactly. Really. I was so surprised yeah. the other day I was watching one. Do you remember that viral story? I mean, we were going away from the 80s the other day, but we're an entertainment show. Um, the, mm -hmm. the, the, it's called the Hitchhiking Axe murderer hitchhike hitchhiking axe yes. yes 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 uh yep so i can't remember what it's called yeah it. anyway it's a guy he's a he was hitchhiking there was an incident he beat the guy up became a hero mm. but there was a problem blah 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 and that story yeah in netflix style normally they drag that out over six parts where this was like an hour and a half i was like thank god because they couldn't have done mm. more sometimes just make a movie you know what i mean yeah yeah we're, all, we're very busy people yeah there's lots out there we would like to consume. Exactly. Make a movie, call it. We don't it, have that much time. We don't. Yeah. Make a movie, call it Nuki, and let's all just move on with our lives. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. Dari, we, we are wrapping up that 80 show uh, Facebook page, everything you heard on the show, you want to share with your friends, you want to look into on depth. You can find it there. Um, Dari accuses me of being obsessed with Steve Gutenberg. Mm, am I incorrect? No, because I'm just going to close off with an article I found on people.com uh, chat with Steve Gutenberg, who kind of disappeared. And you found this article because you have a Google alert for it, right? Yeah. Well, because I'm the president of Steve Gutenberg Fans SA. Um, only one person, mm -hmm. membership five rand. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Steve Gutenberg has kind of disappeared from public life. The last we saw him were a couple of cameos on Goldbergs and Ballers. Um, but just cameo stuff, uh, mainly because he took a year and a half off. He took some time off to look after his sick dad, to be his primary caregiver. And his dad passed away. Sure. And yeah, and he took some time to get kind of like get over that. And he's like showing up again and, you know, going a bit of Broadway stuff and um, starting to make a couple of appearances. Um, really nice article from him. We'll put up the link where he just recaps some of highlights of his career. They named he asked they asked him to name what his three favorite movies were. Now I mean think of it, this guy's been in Police Academy, he's been in mm. uh, Three Men and a Baby. He says his first movie was his favorite movie, something called High Spirits from 1988 with Peter O'Toole, Liam Neeson, Beverly DeAngelo. Sounds Angela. familiar. Yeah, I'm sure if we watch I'm the sure trailer, I've seen it. yeah, I must have seen yeah. it. Yeah, if it's Steve Gunterberg, we've seen it. When, that was his first movie. No, 1988. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. As I said oh. that, I said no. That can't be right. <laughs> can't be his first. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's his favorite. <laughs> Another movie that is in bedroom window doesn't sound like something I would have watched. It doesn't involve, unless there's somebody on the other side of the bedroom window who can make like helicopter noises with his mouth. I'm not interested. Um, <laughs> okay. And then his third favorite movie. He says very close to bedroom window. Short circuit. Of course. Oh. Of course. Um, yes. He talks in this article about his audition for Police Academy. Of course, Mahoney, that's what he's very well known mm. for. Uh, he did the audition in his dad's Lucky Police Academy shirt. So his dad was in the Police Academy, took the shirt. I remember the story. Oh, I think wow. his Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think his dad was ever a practicing cop, but I know he definitely was in the Police Academy. And uh, he gets phoned by his agent. He goes, how do you think he did? He says, oh, I did shit. I did terrible. They'll never call me back. He goes, well, carry on being shit because you got the part. 
<laughs> he talks about all the shenanigans and pranks he used to run with Bubba Smith. Remember Bubba Smith, Hightower, the big dude? Yes. Um, he says one of the highlights of his career was being mentioned in The Simpsons, um, <laughs> uh, having a, a shout out in The Simpsons. And then he closed off talking about uh, reminiscing about his friend Kirsty Alley. Um, they were in a movie. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it Takes Two with Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Obviously, something where they were a couple got mm. separated or, you know. There's not much I don't scope. Know if I watched that. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Says she was devoted to her religion, devoted to her marriage, devoted to her kids, devoted to her family. She was a force of nature, beautiful, smart, funny, and generous. That is um, Steve Gutenberg on Kirstie Alley. And he's making a bit of a career comeback, but uh, kind of like mm. lightweight. Lightweight. It kind of makes me want to go and watch some of his old things. High spirits. Because he did some good stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check in, check out High Spirits. It sounds familiar, though. I'm watching Police Academy. <laughs> of course you are. For the gazillionth time. Uh, I love all the Police Academies, even though after the, the original cast started breaking up after four. I'm like, I love them. I love it. It's fantastic. Mm. <laughs> so. I love them in their time. I don't think I'd be able to watch it now, I have to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm, give it a try. Have you tried to show them to your kid? No, definitely not. There is um yeah, that 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 won't won't work. You don't think? <laughs> this this part show <laughs> show clips. Uh, this has been that eighty show. Um, everything like we say, everything you heard on the show, that eighty show SA on Facebook. Dory, uh, thank you for your movie recommendation, Nuki. Um, <laughs> besides that, what's the favorite thing you've heard about, heard on today's show? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I mean, uh, sure. I mean, there's the Walkman thing, mm -hmm. which is cool, even though I would not partake. It's pretty cool. Um, well, you know what? I mean, the fact that they're making History of the World Part 2 is pretty cool. The, That's pretty good. Exactly. And when that comes out, we will be talking about it. And I think the biggest advice I can give everybody uh, after today's show is that if you are approached by a fleshlight-looking alien – uh, just grab your three favorite albums and off you go to their planet. <laughs> and uh, Dory, good news. Time to play Lionel Richie. Thanks for joining me. Goodbye. Uh, after today's show is that if you are approached by a fleshlight looking alien, uh, just grab your three favorite albums and off you go to their planet. <laughs> and uh, Dory, good news. Time to play Lionel Richie. Thanks for joining me. Goodbye. Yay.